Welcome to Creative Biolabs Science Channel. Creative Biolabs is a specialized contract research organization supporting mRNA studies with all-round solutions covering mRNA synthesis, modification, and mRNA therapeutics development. With an unwavering pursuit of innovation and lifelong learning, we keep on producing podcast series related to mRNA technology based on our knowledge and practical experience gained through years of exploration in this area. Subscribe to our channel and keep updated with our podcasts. Good evening, dear friends. Thank you for tuning in. Nice to have you here with us again. In the previous episode, we talked about one of the major siRNA-targeted delivery technologies. Compared with antibody targeting, peptide targeting shows many advantages. For example, peptides are more tumor-penetrating and less immunogenic than antibodies. After that, we discussed that with the development of combinatorial peptide library and biological peptide library, tumor cells can express membrane receptor-specific binding peptides. Today, David will share with us more finding on other strategies for enhancing targeting. Thank you for joining us again, David. Thank you for your invitation. I'm very excited to be here. Let's continue our discussion on the target delivery strategies. As I said in the last episode, cancer targeting is usually achieved by adding a ligand part to the drug delivery vesicles that targets receptors expressed on cancer cells. Recent studies have shown that several hormone receptors are not only expressed in normal human tissues, but also overexpressed in a variety of human cancers. Which means that these hormone receptors can be targeted for tumor diagnosis and treatment in vivo. Can you give us some examples of these hormone receptors that are highly expressed in cancer cells? Sure. Let's see. For one, the luteinizing hormone releasing hormone receptor is overexpressed in breast, ovarian, and prostate cancers. In addition, neuropeptide Y receptor is mainly expressed in specific endocrine tumors and epithelial malignant tumors, especially in breast cancer cells. Another one, the human gastrin-releasing peptide receptor is overexpressed in a variety of human cancers, including prostate cancer, breast cancer, lung cancer, and pancreatic cancer. Then the well-known somatostatin receptor is overexpressed in many neuroendocrine tumors, including small cell lung cancer, carcinoid, insulinoma, gastrinoma, and medullary thyroid carcinoma. And compared with the surrounding non-tumor cells such as astrocytes, the expression of epidermal growth factor receptor in glioblastoma was higher. I think the examples you gave clearly show that different hormone and growth factor receptors are overexpressed on the cell membrane of cancer cells. What is the significance of this? This indicates that the coupling of peptide ligands of various hormone and growth factor receptors with siRNA is expected to systematically target siRNA in specific cell populations. Are there any studies showing that these hormones or their derivatives can be used for disease treatment? Of course. Several groups have established the concept of using radiolabeled peptide hormones or their derivatives for molecular imaging and disease treatment. For example, cytotoxic drugs can be coupled with luteinizing hormone releasing hormone polypeptides, which increases their accumulation in tumor cells. Does it suggest that the coupling of luteinizing hormone releasing hormone with specific siRNA can play a positive role in the treatment of certain cancers? 
Certainly, a luteinizing hormone releasing hormone peptide analog has recently been coupled to the distal end of polyethylene glycol SIRNA conjugate for targeting ovarian cancer cells. Are there any other hormone peptides or their analogs that can also be used to target tumors? There are many more. Peptide analogs of human gastrin releasing peptide can also target cancer cells. Similarly, somatostatin analogs have been developed and used for diagnostic imaging of somatostatin receptor positive tumors. It's worth mentioning there that somatostatin receptor is the first peptide hormone receptor identified for tumor receptor targeted diagnosis and treatment. I have heard that other peptides targeting epidermal growth factor, glutathione, laminin receptor, estrogen receptor, and epidermal growth factor receptor have also been developed. What are the implications here for future research? Right. With the encouraging clinical data from some of these hormone peptides, we believe that for future research, siRNA can be coupled with these peptides to target specific types of cells, such as cancer cells. Can you tell us more about these experiments with encouraging clinical data? Sure. In these experiments, siRNA was designed as a peptide with a thiol group at the 5 end of the sense chain and a cysteine residue at the N end. The results showed that siRNA gastrin-releasing peptide conjugate could block the expression of surviving gene in breast cancer cell lines. Are there strategies to enhance the binding of siRNA to specific cells and enhance their biological distribution? Of course. A strategy to enhance targeted delivery is chemical modification of siRNA. In the past few years, some chemical modifications have been developed to improve the in vivo properties of nucleic acids. Each modification provides a different potential for tracking the characteristics of siRNA. Can you give us some examples to illustrate the chemical modification that can enhance the targeting of siRNA? Although more research is needed, it has been reported that some terminal conjugates can improve or guide cellular uptake. For example, cholesterol-bound siRNA can improve the uptake of siRNA by hepatocytes in vitro and in vivo. Cholesterol is coupled to one of the RNA strands to form cholesterol siRNA conjugate. What is the key role of RNA double strand here binding with cholesterol in human cells? The binding of RNA double stranded with cholesterol increased the binding of RNA double stranded with human serum albumin and increased the biodistribution of serum to various organs, especially the liver. And are there any other similar strategies besides combining cholesterol with siRNA? Yes. The coupling of the folic acid to ASIRNA against protein kinase alpha can also lead to selective delivery to tumor cells. Similarly, a folate-linked nanoparticle was evaluated as a potential siRNA target for human nasopharyngeal cells with high folate receptor expression. I have also heard that previous studies have shown that RNA interference can be controlled in time. Can you briefly introduce or give an example in regard to this? Photocaging is one specific class of modifications for siRNAs that inhibit their bioactivity until exposure to near-ultraviolet light. These light-controllable strategies can be employed to achieve control over the delivery of siRNA molecules to intended target cells. Many results have shown that RNA has the function of molecular recognition, in addition to the storage of information and catalysis. What is the inspiration of this special function to the related scientific research?
If I remember correctly, RNA molecules that bind to targets with high affinity were first developed for proteins known to bind RNA naturally. This technique is known as the phylogeny of ligands enriched exponentially. Subsequently, the technique was extended for isolation of high affinity binders against growth factors and other functional molecules. What is the role of RNA aptamers in the molecular recognition and targeting of small interfering RNA? A number of aptamers can target specific cell surface antigens and cell types, including tumor biomarkers and tumor cells. In addition to high affinity and fine specificity for homologous ligands, aptamers also have the advantage of relatively easy chemical modification to improve their stability and bioavailability. Are aptamers only used for therapeutic purposes? More than that. Aptamers have the potential to deliver other therapeutic drugs, including delivery of nanoparticles, encapsulated drugs, small interfering RNAs, and toxins in a cell-type-specific manner. For example, prostate-specific membrane antigen is a kind of glycoprotein on the surface of prostate cancer cells, which can be specifically transferred to prostate cancer cells by coupling the aptamer of the antigen. Similarly, it has been demonstrated that cell-type-specific delivery of anti-HIV-SIRNA can be achieved by fusing anti-GP120 aptamers. Another team used an aptamer that binds to prostate-specific membrane antigen and binds to eukaryotic elongation factor II messenger RNA-specific siRNA. Although further research is needed, this study is enough to demonstrate that RNA aptamers can be used to deliver siRNA into human cells. Thank you for such a thorough introduction, David. In today's program, we talked about the coupling of peptide ligands of different hormone and growth factor receptors with siRNA, which is expected to systematically target the siRNA of specific cell populations. In addition, David explained that the second strategy to enhance the binding of small interfering RNA to specific cells and enhance its biodistribution is to use chemical modification. Moreover, RNA aptamers can be used to deliver siRNA to human cells. Thank you everyone for listening. We will continue our discussion on siRNA and targeted delivery technologies in the next episode. See you then.